Welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money and beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. All right, we are back. Hello, hello, hello. This is Nicole here, the CEO of The Rivin Design and the host of this Rivin Design podcast. I'm so excited to have you here once more. So if you listened to that last episode, I said I was going to continue talking about social selling, which has been a theme for this season of the podcast, but I lied. The other day I was driving and I had a stream of thoughts come to me, which often happens, especially about my business. And I really wanted to use the next two episodes to talk about something I'm obsessed with, and that is customer journeys. So a part of what I do over at Thrive and Design, other than really honing in on helping interior product companies increase their brand awareness and revenue, I really believe that in order to increase your brand awareness, in order to increase your brand revenue, it really all comes down to mastering the customer journey, aka a designer's experience with your brand. And at Thrive Design, I bring that all back to my proprietary method or the Thrive Design proprietary method, which is called Ace the Journey. So if you're familiar, a customer journey is essentially the experience that a customer has with your brand from the moment they learn about your brand when it comes to specifications to the moment they specify your product to the moment that product is purchased sent off and installed in a project right and so when it comes to acing that journey it really ties back into really perfecting that journey or mastering it and the word ace kind of reminds me of acing a test right you wanted to do your best you wanted to get that a or a plus and get the best of it. So I fused that together and came up with this proprietary method called ACE the Journey because that's exactly what you want to do when it comes to mastering your customer journey and mastering that experience that a designer has with your brand. So ACE is actually an acronym and it stands for A, being appearing, C, consulting, and E, executing. I have a full episode about this proprietary method in season one of this podcast So if you want to go back and listen to what that's all about, definitely do that. Or if you want to get a deep dive introduction to our proprietary method, I encourage you to head to training.thriveanddesign.co. Once a month, I do a free one hour training to talk about our method and how it applies to interior product companies and how it can allow you guys to thrive. But just a quick introduction to this. ACE really poses different research questions that you should start asking yourself about your customer journey. A, appearing, as I mentioned before, is how is your company appearing in the market, right? So that's their brand awareness stage. C, for consulting, how is your team consulting designers on their projects? E, executing, how is your company executing the sale, right? That last part is really bringing the sale across the finish line and making sure everything goes smoothly, especially when you put in all of that work in the beginning stage of the design process to make sure you land that specification. So for this episode and for the next episode, I really wanted to focus on 
two scenarios of real companies whose names I will not mention in this episode, but I wanted to break down scenarios of like where they were when I learned about them and how Ace the Journey applies to them and what questions they should consider when it comes to Ace the Journey. And so as you're listening to these scenarios, make note, maybe you might relate, maybe your company is aligned with these experiences. And then I want you to just listen to the questions that are posed based on the A, the C, or the E of Ace the Journey. All right, let's dive into scenario number one, and I'm just going to call this Company A. So Company A has been in business for 20 years, and they are well known to offer a luxury interior product. Designers come to them because they have nice designs and textures that they haven't seen in competitors. Company A participates in all of the big industry trade shows, and they have a small following online. If you mention their company name to a designer, the designer immediately knows the brand. However, Company A has a two and a half day training for new sales reps. During those two and a half days, different leaders of the company share the history, product information, and overview of internal systems, and the basics of using their CRM. The sales reps are able to gain a basic familiarity with sales tools and how to install the sales tools in a design office. Because, yes, the rep needs to take actual tools like a hammer, a drill, all the things to a design firm to install the racks on a wall. Company A also doesn't give any background knowledge to the new rep on the territory that they are taking over. The rep is expected to figure out the territory on their own quickly and for sales to thrive quickly. Okay, so that's the end of scenario one. For company A. So when it comes to Ace the Journey, how does this company score? Well, I didn't create a real scoreboard or pass-fail system, but I really just wanted to break down what to pay attention to when it comes to Ace the Journey and the acronym that you have now learned here on this podcast. A, right? So A was appearing in the first part of Ace the Journey. So company A, I guess I could have named that company a different letter considering we're talking about an acronym right now but let's keep going (laughs) so for appearing they have mastered this part of the journey right they are masters of their brand awareness when the designer hears about their brand they immediately know what the brand is all about what they have and the differentiating factor of that brand right so a that part of the journey they really have down back and then C, which I'll mention in a moment, that's the part that needs to be improved upon. And then E, they've also mastered this. So I didn't mention this in the scenario, but E, for executing the sale, this company has direct distribution. So their corporate headquarters and their distribution center are in the exact same place. They keep everything in stock at their distribution center. They're not distributing through other distributors around the country, for lack of better words. So they can easily pull stock when an order comes in, put it in a box, and ship it nationwide and internationally fairly easy, right? So their system for executing that sale is good to go unless they get a huge order for like a hospitality project or a multi-res project that's going to be 
more than their average size order, which would create a longer lead time, but they also have systems in place to make sure that that goes smoothly as well. Okay. And they're also managing expectations so that if an order comes in that is bigger than normal, they have already told the designer or the mill worker or what have you up front that this is the lead time if it's a larger order. Okay. So company A has mastered A appearing and E for executing an ACE journey. What they need to improve on is C. How is their team consulting designers? And they need to improve upon this because they only had a two and a half day training for new reps, right? And they typically get new reps every couple of years. That new rep might have familiarity with the industry itself, but not so much familiarity with that territory or with the product line that they are now representing. Okay. So if you can relate to company A, these are some questions that you can consider asking yourself and asking your team as you are looking to improve the C consulting stage of your customer journey. Number one, how might we improve onboarding training to better equip the sales reps for success? And these next three questions are actually going to be how might we questions. And I like to use how might we questions because they are a crucial part of the design thinking process and invigorating and jumping into innovation, especially when it comes to creating new strategies, new products, and how you're putting them to market. So the next how might we question would be, how might we aggregate information from each territory and create a strategic sales plan, right? A lot of the times with interior product companies, you're relying heavily on your rep to be the face of your brand and to be the know-it-all, really, of that territory, what's going on in that territory, who are the top players and specifiers in that territory, what projects are going on and everything, right? So you hope for the rep to put all of that information into your CRM. But more than likely, there's so much information that can't even be captured in a CRM because there's so many accounts, there's so many projects, and that rep likely will keep information in their head just because they're moving so fast on a day-to-day basis, right? So what happens when that rep leaves with all the information in their head? Maybe they go on to a new opportunity. Maybe you got rid of them for some reason and you need to tap into that information. So you can ask yourself that question, which I'm going to repeat again. How might we aggregate information from our territory and create a strategic sales plan and heavy on the strategic sales plan, right? Because maybe you trained that rep for that two and a half days and you said, all right, go, go out there, go make sales, go get specifications without a strategy behind it, without that full strategic sales plan on like, okay, what is that sales rep's first 30 days going to look like? 60 days, 90 days, the first year. What are the goals for how many projects we want to land specifications for? What are the goals for how many projects we want to close? Is there a dollar amount that is tied to that? Right. So that's what I mean by strategic sales plan and how you're going to also inform that rep on what exactly they're walking into so they're not walking in blindly. The next how might we question is how might we create ongoing support between headquarters and leadership and the sales reps who are out in the field, right? So yes, you've trained them, you've sent them on about their merry way, but what does the ongoing support look like? 
Do you have regular meetings? Do you have regular check-ins? Do you have ongoing training that offers support? And have you asked your sales team what the support look like for them? Because you want your sales reps to go out there, feel supported, feel like they have all the knowledge and the tools that they need to fully represent your brand. And that when they get questions in the field that they know how to answer or know who to go to internally to get those questions answered. So that's all of the how might we questions for that first scenario. And the last thing like to put a cherry on top would be like, how can we actually outsource installation for someone other than the reps to take in a hammer and a drill to a design firm to install our sales tool? I mean, that would be ideal if we want to throw that one in. But I understand it's trying to save money. All right, that wraps up the first scenario. Now let's dive into the second scenario here with company B. Right. I should have renamed these, but bear with me. All right. So here's the next scenario. Company B has also been around for 20 years and is a family owned business. When the new CEO took over, they completely rebranded the company and skyrocketed sales. Instead of having an internal sales team, they partnered with a rep agency to land specifications and grow sales. That worked very well for the company. However, Company B had a product that could only be fully experienced in person. And this is an interior product. Keep that in mind. An image or a detailed drawing of this product would not do it justice. And a sample of their product was at least 30 pounds or more. And on top of that, their target market is New York City, where the reps are often in and out of taxis and on and off trains. In addition, this company has a high turnover rate in their manufacturing facility. And with increased demand for their product, it's hard to have the quality that they articulate to their clients. All right, who can relate to that? Or I wonder if your brain was going so far on like what part of the journey for Ace the Journey have they mastered and which part can they improve upon? All right, let's dive into that. So A, appearing. How are they appearing in the market? So for A, They had some pros and they had some cons. So the upside of it is that they have really pretty much mastered the brand awareness, right? Because even though not all designers and architects were aware of their brand, there's a lot of architects and designers that are fully aware of who they are, what they do, what types of interior products that they offer. This company also has a very clear positioning so that if a designer was not aware of their brand, their positioning clearly articulates the value of their product and why it should be specified over any of their competitors. So they could easily win over the hearts of other designers and turn them into product advocates, as I talked about on a previous episode in the season. The downfall of the appearing stage for this company is the sampling, right? They have very heavy sampling that cannot be easily carried around, especially in a market like New York City. And something that was not explained in this scenario is that their samples have a very long lead time. So it could take between two to four weeks to get a sample. In that time, their spec could be flipped to one of their competitors, right? So typically you want to get that sample in the designer's hand within a couple of days at the longest a week is what I would suggest. So that's some things that need to be improved on for them. Of course, there's limitations on their sampling, right? Their samples will always be heavy, but maybe they could consider how the samples are carried around, 
you know, consider how their reps are moving in and out of taxis and on and off subways. How could that sample easily be carried around? And I'm stepping ahead of myself before (laughs) we go to our how might we questions. The next part of that journey is C. C for consulting. How are they consulting designers? They are really going well with C because they have tons of reps at their partner rep agencies. And all of these reps have amazing connections. They have industry experience and a really good knowledge of the brand. This company also does a really good job of training the reps on product knowledge every few months. Anytime a new product is launched, they have an additional training to make sure that everybody is on the same page and up to speed. So the next part of Ace Journey would be E. How is this company executing the sale? Now, this is where we're really struggling here. Really, really struggling because since they have a high turnover rate in their manufacturing facility, they aren't able to keep up with the quality that needs to be delivered for their luxury product, right? So high turnover rate means there's new people in and out, in and out. And when those new people come, it takes a lot to get up to speed to build such a technical product. And therefore, the quality is not good, right? So this is really struggling and almost to a point where it would be out of my wheelhouse, but I would be able to pinpoint like, okay, here are some research questions that you could start asking yourself so that as you bring in an expert on this portion, this is what you need to be considering. Okay, so let's go into our how might we questions as we think about how this company can improve their customer journey. So the first one goes along with the A of appearing in terms of the sales tools. So this is how might we better design our sales tools or mobility of our sales tools so that reps can easily take them in and out of taxis, on and off the subway to a design office. The next couple of questions go along with E, executing the sale. And it starts with, how might we improve employee retention in the manufacturing facility? People aren't staying long, and it's hard for us to stay on top of quality control. So this would be an important pain point for us to consider. The next question is, how might we streamline processes in order to meet or exceed customer expectations, right? So this one I threw in there because it might not necessarily be improving your employee retention. You could uncover that you don't necessarily want to even keep your manufacturing facility in-house. Maybe it's going to third party, right? And looking at the processes there and what that might look like in order for you to meet or exceed your customer expectations. So as you think about those two questions is how might we improve employee retention in our manufacturing facility versus how might we streamline processes in order to meet or exceed customer expectations? You might look into answering both of those questions Or it might turn out that you're answering one over the other, or that one question ends up answering the other. Does that make sense? All right. So that wraps up our scenarios for the day. And I hope that got your brain going on what exactly Ace the Journey is, why exactly I'm talking about it, why I'm focusing on it at Thrive and Design, and maybe something in those scenarios really sparked your interest and like, hmm, I need to start thinking about something differently. Or maybe you have yet to admit that there are any pain points in your journey at all because you just haven't had any outside eyes come in to look at your customer journey in a very long time because you've been doing the same processes over and over again for so long. Okay, if any of those things are you, 
your interest was sparked today. You thought, hmm, I can relate. Maybe we need to reevaluate our customer journey. Then I would love to talk to you. At Thrive and Design, one of the core service offerings that I have is a customer journey audit and strategic planning. So what we do is we work together to identify and map out your full customer journey from the time a designer learns about your brand all the way to that product is actually purchased and installed. And we uncover any pain points that are currently within that journey. And then we work together to create a strategic plan on how to fix that. And there's also an option for ongoing support as your company is implementing that internally or bringing in outside teams to fix these problems. All right. So again, I hope that was helpful today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to talk to you and I can't wait to partner with you. If you're interested in scheduling a consultation to hear more about that customer journey audit and strategic planning, head over to thriveanddesign.co, scroll to the bottom and go ahead and schedule your consultation. And I look forward to chatting with you. All right, everybody, talk to you soon. See you in the next episode for more scenarios on Ace the Journey. Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. See you next week. Thank you.